Good evening, good evening, good evening. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. And tonight is Sunday, March the 13th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Tonight's word of the night, laudable, which means worthy of praise. Laudable. Hope everyone uh, has enjoyed their Sunday. Yeah, I'm here. Evening, evening, evening. Of course, you know the reason. As always, work, work, work. And yes, the birds are still chirping. Daylight savings time, of course. I went down last night or this morning, I should say. And yeah, I could tell a difference. <laughs> like many people say, when that time uh, springs forward, it, it it does throw you off. It does. I uh, had a struggle getting out of the bed this morning to get to work. Man, I just did. I think by now <laughs> I would be used to it, but nah, I don't think to, I, I don't think anyone ever gets used to that spring forward. The fall back is fine. You get an extra hour of sleep. No no quarrels for me on that. But that spring forward, man, it throws me off. Usually takes me, uh, I'll say, a good week to get back into the, the rhythm of it all. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, it usually takes me about a good week when we do that spring forward mess. <laughs> and uh, the weather, wow, you would think uh, with the, the phrase spring forward, you would think the warm air or warm temperatures would be here, but they're not. It turned cold, bitterly cold. Uh, had rain pretty much all of last week, and then the temperatures started to drop. Why, we even got a little snow flurries yesterday afternoon, if you can believe that. You know, it rained that morning, whether it rained uh, the wee hours of the morning, then the sun looked like it was going to come out, then the clouds came back. And as soon as I'm leaving out to go to work yesterday afternoon, I opened the door, wham, snow flurries. Wasn't that much. There was no accumulating. It was just flurries. It was just flurries. Still was uh, beautiful to watch, as always. Love the snow. I just do. That's just me. Some people may say, ah, whatever. But I, I did. But yeah, we got some snow flurries and the temperatures have, temperatures have dropped here. Uh, I believe we only got into the 40s today after it was down in the 20s. Some spots even may have even seen the lower 20s going towards the teens. <laughs> gotta love it. This is the South. <laughs> it is the South, man. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. But they're saying later on in, in the week, of course, the temperatures may raise rise back up to uh, in the 70s. Hey, this is the South. Get used to it. <laughs> Get used to it. Man, wow, just wow. And this sounds odd to me saying it, but uh looks like Virginia Tech are the ACC champions. They beat Duke. Did it pretty good, too. They handled them. You know, Virginia Tech, they were predicted to uh, – do much of anything, uh, not just in the tournament, but the season as well, because I believe they started out owing however many, and, and then they went on a run, then they started losing again. But, hey, that's tournament basketball in any division or, or, or whatever. That's tournament basketball. Uh, you never know who's going to get knocked out or who's going to take it off. You can have all the predictions in the world, but when it comes time to step out on that court and play, it's anybody's game, literally. And it looks like Virginia Tech is the are the ACC champions. 
And when I say it sounds odd for me saying that, I know it's been several years since the old ACC was done away with and they brought in all of uh, these new teams like Virginia Tech, uh, Boston College, and uh, uh, whatever, you know, the, the other Notre Dame. And that was odd to me. But, uh, yeah, I miss the old ACC style of basketball. I just do. I just do. But, yeah, Duke got knocked out. Coach K's final uh, ACC tournament. Ended badly. <laughs> Sorry, Dukies. <laughs> yeah, you guys got dusted. Yeah, they got manhandled. <laughs> they just did. Hey, like I always say, between Duke and the Dallas Cowboys, I could do without them. I think the world will be a better place <laughs> without those two teams. I just do. But um, I think the, uh, the they're going to announce sometime later this evening the uh, the brackets. For the NCAA, I never do those things. I never can uh, get it just right. But I, I will say I've had some limited success in uh, picking some of those uh, low-ranking teams, the Cinderella teams, Cinderella stories. You know, there's always one or two in this NCAA that comes from out of nowhere and just destroys those uh, bigger schools. So I, I, that's, the, that's the enjoyment for me in watching the NCAA tournament, watching those small schools from out of nowhere, out of the in a cow pasture somewhere, come and knock these big teams out. So we'll see what happens this year. Yeah, the tournament brackets should be coming out uh, later on this evening, of course, tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see where Duke stands. And, uh, of course, you know, UNC, they got knocked out early in the ACC. Uh, I believe it was a semifinal round. They got knocked out. Uh, really not surprising. Just isn't. Just isn't. Just isn't. All right, let's move along here. Oh, man, some sad news. Some sad news. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan like me, you certainly know this guy, uh, Scott Hall, or or AKA Razor Ramon, the former WWE and WCW wrestler. Uh, apparently, he's on life support. He had three heart attacks yesterday. Wow, man! Certainly hate to hear that. Um, details, I guess, are still coming in, but it, it had been reported. Uh, over the years, and that may have been a contributing factor to him not wrestling anymore besides the injuries, you know, with most wrestlers when they retire and they get up in age. But uh, I believe they said he was a heavy drinker and heavy partier. We know we know what goes along with that. But uh, nevertheless, certainly I, I hate to hear that. Love to see the guy in the ring. Uh, I just did him and that toothpick. <laughs> I can't remember the, the expression he used. But I always would chuckle when, when he said it. Uh, what was it? It was something to the effect of uh, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. <laughs> something like that. That was his thing, man. But he, yeah, him and that toothpick and that, hey, you. <laughs> man, I certainly hate to hear that. Uh, praying for him. Praying for him. Man. All right. Let's move along. Oh, man. Some more sad news. Wow. Sunday. And I'm giving all this sad news. But this right here, this next one, of course, we know it's spring break. And, and, and more specifically, it's spring break in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Everyone goes to Florida for spring break on the East Coast. They just do. And uh, authorities uh, responded to a 911 call. Man, here we go again. A total of eight people. Uh, I believe they're, 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 they were able to resuscitate and revive them. A total of eight people OD'd on a cocaine and fentanyl 
overdose. Here we go with that fentanyl again. And uh, what's even more crazier than that is that there were a total of, uh, there were, like I said, a total of eight. Out of that eight, five were uh, West Point cadets. And two were members of the of that five. Two were members of the football team. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Just wow. <sighs> what is supposed to be uh, uh, leading officers in the, the military, apparently they're down in Fort Lauderdale partying it up with cocaine lace, well, fentanyl lace cocaine. Now, they were also, they said it was also two other people, two others that were, they were exposed to the fentanyl while performing CPR on France. And that's not the first time I've heard about it. And, and, and I know there, many of you may have, have heard a story of a, a police officer that, that was arresting someone and somehow or another he came in contact with the fentanyl that was, of course, you know, and, and cocaine also. And it, it, got, it got on his skin somehow. And, and he had just what in the world? What, what What is going on with us in this fentanyl? What is the allure is my question. What is the allure with people in this fentanyl? Now, at one point it said that, you know, people didn't know that drugs were laced with fentanyl. But apparently there's a market for it. <laughs> apparently there's a market for drugs laced with fentanyl. Oh man, um, just uh, I, I, I offer. I, I can't say anything outside of uh, you, you got you to make better decisions and choices than this. I mean, what in the world? Yeah, five West Point cadets and two of them were on the football team. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's enough of that uh, sadness. And nonsense. That's nonsense to me. It, 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 that just is. That just is. All right. Let's go get it. Now, this next piece, uh, it should make you think and question things on so many levels. Now, as we all know, uh, Russia has indeed invaded Ukraine and they have uh, unleashed uh, fury and hailstone and brims hell and brimstone fire, whatever you want to call it. They're in an all-out uh, war right now, and, and of course, you know Russia has upped its attack, and they're getting closer to that uh, capital city of, of Kiev. Also, they've uh, are now attacking civilians. They've been attacking civilians for the past uh, week or so. They're attacking hospitals, schools, uh, residential areas. So we all by now we all know that that Russia's bombardment and invasion of Ukraine is an it's an all out war full scale. There's no uh, in between or gray area. They are they are all out in a war. And then you have the reports coming out of that that Russia is bringing in uh, chemical or, or hazmat suits, uh, quite possibly signaling that they're going to start using biological chemical and biological weapons. That's top of the news. We all know about that. Now, the other side, and I don't mean to brush that aside because, you know, we all have our problems. You know, the, the price of gas is sky high. I put gas in my truck the other day and what would usually fill it up? Uh, it didn't do it didn't do squat. In fact, I I, I swear I, I looked at the, the, the gas meter and, and I believe it stuck its middle finger up there. <laughs> That's how bad it's gotten with the price of gas. And they're blaming it on Russia and the war. But wait, we all know the price of gas was going up even before Russia decided to 
walked them uh, uh, walked themselves into Ukraine. It just was. So I can't put it all on Russia. Uh, maybe many people have short-term memories, but I don't. But the other side of that is the sanctions. Now, we all know the U.S. and other countries and the allies have gotten together and they've they placed sanctions on Russia. And, and, of course, the U.S. has been at the top. Of, that has been at the top of the news with the U.S. sanctions. You know, you have Coke, Coca-Cola, Apple, McDonald's, Microsoft. All of these major big wig uh, players in the business world are pulling out of Russia. They're, they're telling uh, Russia, hey, we're not we're not dealing with you. We, we can't support you. We can't uh, can't support you immorally. We can't support you financially either. We're pulling out. But I found a very interesting eye opening article. That for many of us or, or some of us, and, and let's just say many, all of us also, that it, it may hit pretty hard and maybe just maybe. Is going to hit these the state employees of North Carolina and countless other state employees throughout the United States pretty hard. It's going to hit them pretty hard. It's going to hit them in their wallet. May hit them, may tear that wallet all to piece. And it's more specifically, it's the pension fund, the retirement funds. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, what in the world are you talking about? Um, last week, you know, when the sanctions, when the talks of sanctions started. Many states started looking at their state investment portfolios, and they found that there uh, a lot of those investments, when they dug a little deep, they found that they were giving Russia money through their investments. These pension plans, these four hundred one ks. Now, for more specifically, like I said, for the states, it, it, Governor Cooper last week came out and he urged strongly. Flat out told, hey, terminate any holdings or operations with Russia. Gave an executive order. Now, this, of course, was done to hey, show solidarity with the people of Ukraine. Now, our state's treasurer, um, he dug a little deeper also. And, and, you know, with that mandate coming out saying, hey, pull all interests financially from Russia, he found that... Um, Nearly 80 million in the that's 80 million dollars in the state's pension fund is going to Russian based entities. Hmm. How about that? Now, when I said earlier that it may affect all of us, uh, let's just stop and think for a moment. Let's put the you know the, the state retirement plan aside and think about you and I more specifically if we have like a 401k or if your company uh, you're working for has a, a retirement plan. How much money do you think of that retirement plan for you and I and these state employees are invested in Russia also? You know, the president, uh, he, he talks that he's a capitalist and, and he this is how this is done. That is done. that's capitalism. That it just is. So if you're sitting on your hind parts and you're bashing Russia and you're saying, oh, how could they have? Uh, you never know. And, and and this has came up before with um, I can remember during the Iraq war when uh, a lot of people were looking into their, you know, when the stock market started to do its little thing and teetering. And a lot of people started looking at their uh, retirement plans and portfolio. And they found uh, a lot of the do-gooders 
and the stand up up righteous folks found that their 401k and when they looked at their portfolio they found that their a lot of their investments was going towards uh defense contracts they were tied in with the defense fund uh the weapons the artillery the vehicles that was used a lot of people were raising sin about that uh if you if many of us look just like the state treasurer here here in North Carolina did, we may find, well, not may find, uh, this is how capitalism works. This is how the stock market works. You invest in one thing, but you got to spread that money out in order to see a return. So you have, you have to send the, these monies out, the money out like uh, receptors, sensors. You send in money here, there, there. And that's what has been found, that we can't, when I say we, uh, North Carolina and a lot of other states are doing the same thing. California and Connecticut are just a couple. When they dig and they find, they find that, yeah, they, they do have some, they are funding some uh, Russia-based companies, but a lot of that money is spread. It's spread throughout. So they can't just pull it back. And in an event that they try, What's going to happen? You're not going to see a maximum return on your investment. You're going to end up losing money. Because dare I say, and, and again, I say, let's think about this uh, from a common man's or common person's perspective economically. When you get into these agreements with all these different uh, entities, not just a, not saying uh, not just a country, but entities, businesses. When you when you get into these uh, contractual obligations with these entities and you say, hey, I want to pull out, uh, I can I can rest assured when I say there are fines for pulling out early. There are penalties. So if you're saying to yourself, well, they should just pull out, you can't do that like turning on a light switch. It's not on and off. They can't do it like getting up, going to the refrigerator and getting your cold beverage. You may. And, and, well, I'm not even going to say you may. You're going to end up losing a lot of money. Now, morally, that sounds uh, unfathomable. But economically, because this money is tied up in so many places, so many places that you and I probably can't even fathom. Kind of makes me want to go through and look at my uh, my retirement plan to see where that money has been invested. Because I was one of those also that during that Iraq war, like I mentioned before, when I went in and looked uh, that uh, that money that for that company I was working for, that 401k, that retirement plan, man, it was heavily vested in defense contracts. And now we're finding out that the money for our, our retirement plans are invested in Russian backed entities. Now, they're saying that it's, it's so much invested. Well, what they're saying is uh, of that 80, they're saying it comes out to about like uh, 80 million. Of that 80 million, it comes out to like 0.07%. Uh, that's like 118 billion of the retirement plan. That covers, uh, that retirement plan covers about 1 million North Carolina residents. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of people that are going to be hurting. Because if you pull that money back and you pay your penalties or fines or whatever, if it comes down to that, where are you going to reinvest that money at? Who are you going to reinvest that money with? And are they dealing with Russia? Are they willing to cut ties with Russia? Because whether you like it or not, 
in this capitalistic system that we uh, embrace or some of us don't embrace, that's how money is made. That's how we stay afloat. It's capitalism. Just is. Like I said, the president is, President Joe Biden is always saying, hey, I'm a capitalist. This is a, a, the ugly part of capitalism. Can all be glorious. Can all be about you uh, working and buying you a home and buying you a car and sending your kids to school or, or buying that nice engagement ring for your for your lovely young lady. This is the ugly side of capitalism. And maybe it's a good thing that this generation sees this and understands this because it's going to affect them also. Not just going to affect the retirees. This thing is bigger than, than just a retirement plan. And a couple of uh, big wig companies, major players in, in, in the financial market pulling out of Russia. This thing is going to have a tremendous effect on everyone globally. Not just here in the United States, not just here in North Carolina. We are in a tight spot or getting ready to be in a tight spot because just like the state treasurer said, they're not planning to divest. They can't divest. That's the reason. They can't divest. There's no way in the world they can divest. They ever said, yeah, they can't. Well, yeah, they can't divest. Yeah, sure. Pay those fines, pay those penalties. And then who are you, the money you have left over, where is it going to be invested at? Who are you going to invest with then? And those that you're investing with, what are, like I said, are they pulling away from Russia also? That's capitalism. That's stock market. Stock market. It goes that deep. It, it just does. Now, with our economy as fragile as it is now, not just I'm not just talking about the gas prices, the uh, cost of food, the cost of living, the housing. I'm not just talking about that. Yeah, that is it. That encompasses that also. But with this economy being so fragile right now, and it is fragile, just is. If it comes down to say, like I said, there are a few. Well, every state in the United States is going to have to do this if they're truly, uh, really, and truly are going to denounce Russia. When they they have to look at these retirement plans and, and and a lot of other businesses, maybe even some of the ones that we work for, when they start pulling, when they have to make a tough decision to divest divest their funds, it's just a it's just a ball that is rolling downhill, and every day it's picking up speed and it's <laughs> it's grabbing any and everything in its wake, and it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, Russia. Boy, Russia. Wow. Uh, like I said, uh, I really didn't think about it. Hadn't even really fathomed the notion of it. But yeah, when these companies are saying they're pulling out and they're not dealing with Russia, you, know, you may be saying, well, Russia doesn't have. Well, they might not have that much power, as you say, but they can most certainly and are most certainly disrupting the world's economy. It's global. Like I said, it's not just local, not just the United States. Russia de uh, has done and continues to do a business with uh, many nations. 
Many are nations that are now condemning them and have condemned them in the past, but yet has turned right back around and done business with them so much so that they are investing. And now they got to try to figure out a way that if they pull that money out, what are they going to do with it? Whatever they have left over. Now, as far as the, and this is something I found out as far as the oil and gas, because I, as I said before that the, uh, the U.S. was the, the, the third or second second behind Russia for uh, oil import or, or import. Well, it turns out, and, and I kind of got it wrong, and I'm glad I, I did here and, and read some more, it's that Russia sends its oil, crude oil, to the United States, and we're one of the, the refiners. We refine the oil. And so when we refine the oil, Russia takes a little bit back and the U.S. may ever have, however that deal's worked out, they start sending the oil to other countries. But who's the holder, the original holder of that crude oil? Russia. So everybody's paying Russia. How are you going to stand against that? Yeah, you can do your sanctions. But man, you're still going to be paying them somehow, some way. Or you have to pay those fines and just cut all dealings with them all together and find you someone else to deal with. That's capitalism. Just is. Nobody said it was a, a clean, a squeaky clean game. No one said that. Think about it. <laughs> hey, I can't make this stuff up. I don't make this stuff up. Do the research for yourself. Come to your own conclusions. Yeah, it looks like the state of North Carolina and, uh, you know, uh, they say in California, Governor Newsom gave a, a similar mandate and the governor of Connecticut also gave a similar mandate. Those are just a couple, uh, just a few that, that gave these mandates and say, hey, cut all ties with Russia because they're doing it all throughout the United States. Sounds good. Gives you all the warm and fuzzies inside. And I hope it gives you a lot of kick and kicks and giggles. But man, it runs deeper than we could ever imagine, it looks like. Yeah, this is... When they say war is hell, I think we are under the impression that war is hell as of what we're seeing in Ukraine with uh, Russia bombing those uh, schools hospitals, residential areas. No, there, there's also an economic impact also, in addition to that, in addition to looking at all, at, at all those horrific images that are coming out of Ukraine. There's an economic impact that is catastrophic also. And like I keep saying, it's going to be globally. It's globally. It's going to affect us on so many different levels, not just gas prices, not just the cost of your, your groceries and your clothes, and, and and affecting your you know your mortgage rate or, or, or your inability or ability to buy vehicles because folks are struggling. You know, uh, there's a comedian. A comedian, Cat uh, Williams, did the skit went during the last gas hike when I, I believe it was like I said during the Iraq War, and he said you're you're at the gas pump and you're making life decisions. Did I eat today? No, nah, I can't fill this gas tank up. I ain't got the six cigarettes. <laughs> That is where that is where we are at right now. It just is. So we've got uh, 
We got something on us. We got something on our, on our hands to deal with and contest with. Um, like I said, Russia has, has everyone, quite possibly the world, in a tight jam and spot. Yeah, you can put your sanctions on. But are those sanctions really going to hurt the way you're implying? Or are you going to get the desired impact that you're hoping for? Time will tell. Time will tell. It it just will. Has to. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Looks like that state pension plan when they do decide or when they do figure out how or when, when they get with that custodial bank, because there's a the pension plan here in North Carolina is held by a, a bank in New York. That's the custodian that oversees and, and disperses or, or whatever, or what have you, when they make that decision that uh, somehow, some way they can figure out how they can fully divest the um, standby to standby. We'll see. Hey, who knows which way the mop is going to flop at this point we we may be heading for some dark days we may not time will tell time will tell well that's all for me this evening and i want to thank you all for lending me your ears continue to like support share offer feedback anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response and i would love to hear your voice so offer feedback you can also make monetary contributions continue to follow and listen on anchor spotify Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.